the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, everyone. Right now, it is 12.06. Here I am. It is Juan on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everyone who has decided they'd like to uh, be part of our live stream that we have on Facebook. Now, it's John DePietro Show on Facebook. And then someone said to me, Noan, why are you instructing people to click the like button? That's a fair question. Uh, by clicking the like button, you get notified when we go live. For instance, yesterday, I did spontaneous live feed of an Easter skunk that appeared during the day. <clears throat> Has over 2,000 views. Which is comical to me. But anyhow, that's how you find out. Some people say to me, well, you know, can you let me know when you go live? Well, we do. If you click the like button, you get notified. Oh, okay. I'll just notify everyone individually. That's how I'm notifying you. Oh, well, I didn't click the like button. Well, then you didn't get notified. What do you want from me? My God, some of you are very needy, very, very demanding individuals without question. Hi there. Sue Lapierre is in uh, Naples or Fort Myers, excuse me. Very, very needy individuals, as a matter of fact. So, um, so anyhow, um, is it Dolo's birthday? No, I don't think so. I'll have to double check. One gets easily distracted. No, May 20th. Okay. All right. Well, folks, and again, good afternoon to everybody. Hey, I want to uh, mention and I want to welcome, we have a new sponsor. And this is helpful, folks, with, um, now, remember, if for whatever reason you're in an auto accident or a motorcycle accident or a slip and fall, you need Calvino Law Associates. Jack Calvino, remember what would they say? Fight back, call Jack. I love that. Fight back, call Jack. So maybe this happened to you. Dog bite, domestic abuse, workplace injury. Did that happen to you? Fight back, call Jack. 785-9400. Or fightbackcalljack.com. Fightbackcalljack.com. Were you in an auto accident? Fight back, call Jack. Motorcycle accident, slip and fall. Fight back, call Jack. Jack Calvino. Calvino Law Associates. Fight back, call Jack. 785-9400. That's who you want. He is fearless. He is, he is the definition of a fighter, for crying out loud. And again, slip and fall, workplace injury, you let him handle it. You let them worry about him handling it. Domestic abuse or dog bite. Maybe you're visiting the White House and Biden had major out there and that dog bit you. You have rights. Fight back. Call Jack. 785-9400 or fightbackcalljack.com. Auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace, domestic abuse, or dog bite, Biden's dog. Jack Calvino, the guy's a fighter for crying out loud. <clears throat> Personal injury law, 785-9400. All right, now, it's 12, uh, 10 minutes past 12. Yes, on this Monday. McKee press briefing is expected coming up. On Thursday, on Thursday, by the way. All right. And tomorrow there is a rally, although they certainly need to put more information out about it. I'll probably have Laura on tomorrow. She's running a rally tomorrow regarding voting. Now, folks, this week, I get that there's a lot going on, uh, but this is wildly important. Tomorrow at 3.15, rally for election integrity outside Veterans Auditorium, right across from the state house because we, number one we have to clean up the voter rolls number two rhode island is listed as one of the worst states as far as voting voting integrity listed as one of the worst i will be there come for 45 minutes for crying out loud i have to work well then use that as your lunch hour 
but you got to be there. 45 minutes. Park for free right across from the state house. But, folks, it's, it's all about the vote right now. It is. And they're trying to intimidate people. Now, coming up at 1230, David from Brood Awakenings, if you are especially a restaurant owner, listen up. Because he's taking action. He has submitted legislation and a bill to try to get the state to step in. Rhode Island back to work incentive. You know, I'm hearing it from everyone, basically. Um, And that is that it's very difficult, again, because of Biden. Folks, the damage that this guy is doing is actually mind-blowing when you think about it. Absolutely mind-blowing what President Biden is doing. Number one, he the fact that he agreed, well, we're going to pay everyone until September. So, you know, let's let's deal in reality. Um, I know everyone can kind of talk the talk, but most people, if given the choice of you can stay home and lay on the couch or go to the beach or do whatever you want to do. And you make the same, if not more than someone that goes into work. Not that tough, folks, of what people are going to choose. And President Biden, he has done that. He's also going to lead us to a full-scale race war. I mean, he is. Whether people realize it or not. You know, when you think of the backdrop, when someone writes about this and all this misinformation that he's putting out there about this isn't Jim Crow, this is Jim Eagle. And people can't have a drink of water. and Well, it goes beyond that because what they were doing is it's campaign interference. People are standing in line and then the campaigns come. Hey, who wants pizza? Who wants cookies? You know, here's some water and it's a Biden-Harris water bottle. That is, in fact, complete interference. And it's only within 150 feet of the polls. That's not asking a lot. So that's number one. Number two, I, I don't know what to make of why is it racist if you, if you ask someone for an ID, um, you want to talk about the politics of low expectation. I mean, I, so people that are minorities, they are functioning in society without an ID. Why is that? How is anyone functioning without an ID? The uproar I caused on Twitter over the weekend was, uh, that was different. Absolutely exploded. Those of you that follow me, it was even written about by Newsweek magazine, my tweet that took off. You know, what's funny is locally, there are some people that think like if five people respond, it's going viral. One operates in a different hemisphere. I'll put it that much. Um, no, when, when you have, you know, 2000 people liking it and 539 comments and it was retweeted 890 times because as I point out. That if you go to Fenway Park, you can't actually baseball itself. You can't pick up tickets. If you somehow someone's going to leave tickets for you at the will call window, you cannot get access to those tickets without showing a picture ID. And at Fenway Park, I don't know what it's like around the other ballparks, but at Fenway Park, regardless of every single person has to show an age to show that they're 21, you want to buy a beer or a drink. Every person. It takes it out of the judgment thing. Eh, he looks old enough. He doesn't look old enough. But every person must show an ID. And then you know that. However, they want to have it that it's racist if someone has to show an ID to vote. Why? Could somebody, I mean, the, the, the fact is they can't explain it. They don't try to explain it. Because let's be honest, folks, you can't explain that. That's, that's ludicrous. No. It's because they want to manipulate elections. You know what else Georgia got rid of? Sending out mail ballot applications to everybody. Boy, doesn't that sound familiar? The state of Georgia wants to have fair elections. And all these idiots are like, oh, there was no massive, there was uh, no massive voter fraud. Oh, okay, oh, good. There was no massive voter fraud, no widespread voter fraud. There was just a tremendous amount of voter fraud. There just wasn't massive. Now, we had on... Governor Baker, uh, excuse me, Governor Scott Walker, last hour, in case you missed it. And he is starting a, a, a new program. And one of the things that, that he has talked about, and, and it's exactly right, 
is, you know, every time someone votes who's not supposed to vote, it's it's just they're canceling out your vote. Every time an illegal is allowed to vote, every time that someone, this business of where's the mass of fraud? Why does it have to be any fraud? You know, let me ask you, are you hearing that stores are saying from now on, we're only going to call the police if there's a massive robbery. Now, generally, they call if there's any type of robbery. How about from now on, only you only get arrested if it's if it's um, a mass casualty murder. One or two people, yeah, we're going to look let that go. Yeah, from now on, going forward, you got to kill like 10 people. And nice of them, notice the media, good luck, how the media did not want to show the picture of who ran that ran that car, um, ran the car into the police officer. Give you a hint. He was not a Trump supporter. It was not a Trump supporter. It was not a white supremacist. This, uh, folks, this governor of Georgia defends the Georgia voting law, calls it worth the boycotts as well as the lawsuits. He is the real deal. Now, that's a leader. That's someone that stands up. You know, you know what I can't stand is in Rhode Island, no one or no one, not, I shouldn't say no one because I do, but most people don't. I do. They don't call out when someone should be held accountable like that. Senator Mary Ellen Goodwin, she's the one that introduced the legislation to put a moratorium on charter schools. She should be called out for that. No one mentions that. You know what they mention? That apparently, evidently. Apparently, she had some kind of a health scare. And so she got a standing ovation for that. And she's so brave. And she's introduced legislation. They want to put it in her name. And they want to completely overlook the fact that she is in the pocket like a puppet. Like puppet on strings for the teachers unions regarding trying to get rid of the charter schools. Like They, they just ignore that. Let's focus on like the nice story. You know, I never watched that. Channel 10 has a segment. It's good news. I hate good news segments. You know why? Because that's not news. Get that from people all the time. Why don't you focus on more of the good news? Because that's not news. Plane lands successfully at TF Green Airport. How is that news? By the way, I do support changing the name of the airport. Enough of the green people. Give them a terminal. The green family. It's always been great. Enough. It's confusing. It's Green Airport, but it's called PVD, which is Providence. And then you land and they say, welcome to Warwick. Like enough of this foolishness. I like the element of welcome to Rhode Island. Rhode Island International Airport. Or Providence, Rhode Island International Airport. Whatever. Shouldn't even be in Warwick anyway. Should have moved it to Quonset. Enough of this foolishness that's going on. Um, but I like that Chris Christie spoke out. You know, Biden, let's just be really clear. If you voted for Biden, he, he doesn't have all his facilities. He doesn't. He doesn't have all his faculties, I should say. The president of the United States is leading us basically towards a full-scale race war. I mean, that's what's going on. He lied, Jim Crow. You don't say things like that. That's yelling, fire in a crowded theater. Let me just play. Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey. Calling out Biden yesterday on this week. Chris, let me begin with you. You have a baseball affiliation now, one of the newest members of the Mets board. Was this the right move for the MLB? Listen, it's just a symptom. George, it's a symptom of what's going on in our country right now. I mean, let's talk about what the Georgia law is really about, uh, because we haven't had much of that. Dropbox has now become a permanent part of the Georgia landscape. They were not prior to COVID. They are now. Minimum of 17 days of early voting, including two Saturdays and two optional Sundays. You're going to have all voters being able to have multiple ways to prove who they are. Driver's license, class four numbers, your social security number, even a utility bill or a free ID provided by the state of Georgia. Um, and voting is going to be till from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. as it is right now in Georgia. This is what so we what call. What is it a symptom of? It it's, it's, like it's a symptom of. Me. It's a symptom of this, George. And 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 I and I hate to come in here this morning to say this because I sat here and listened to the president's inaugural address, and I just want a couple of real quick points from it. Politics need not be a raging fire that destroys everything in its path. 
Every disagreement doesn't have to be a cause for total war. And we must reject a culture in which facts themselves are manipulated or made up. And Joe Biden's broken his own rule 84 days. And now he's lying to the American people, George. He's lying about this bill. He's lying to the American people about it to cause the raging fire he said he was going to put out. I'm very. You know, he's exactly right. He got up there. And folks, when you, you know, when you start throwing out Jim Eagle, Jim Crow, they don't want black people, you know, and, and, and the minions, they don't even know what they're talking about. They just then regurgitate the same talking points. It's a constitutional right. You just don't want black people to vote. This is Jim Crow, blah, blah, blah. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't deal in facts. Or they just keep repeating the same thing. Now baseball, up. Oh, we're going to pull the all-star game. That was a big mistake. But look at the backdrop of what's happening with this, this George Floyd, Derek Chauvin trial, which is they keep showing it over and over. They are flaming people up. This summer, where they promised it was going to be the end and Trump's the problem, but I am telling you, this president is leading this country to a full-scale race war. He is. And I, I, am, I am going to be the I am just so tired of everything is about race. Everything. Everything is about race. You, if you criticize, you're a racist. You say anything, you're a racist. It doesn't even mean anything anymore. Oh, you want to change voting? That's because you're a race. Everything's race now. How did we land in 2021? It was never like this in the past. It's all about race. White supremacy. White kids have to get up and apologize in the classroom. When someone who's a person of color kills up someone in the Capitol, they, the story disappears. They won't show his photo. A bunch of Trump supporters instead. They go inside and they're taking selfies and they watched all summer what was going on with the riots. And suddenly now we have a white supremacy problem in the country. Look at what's going on in New York. Basically, all the stories of the last week of attacks on people Asian in New York are all from people of color attacking Asian people. Basically, all of them. As a matter of fact, I'm even trying to give credit to maybe there are some and I just don't see them all. But the high profile, they're all people who are black attacking people Asian. And the media won't mention it. A man slammed that poor Asian woman down or this and that. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. If Biden is leading the charge, he is leading the charge. That's Jim Eagle. It is the major cities that are going to see the destruction. And they don't care about facts. You know, I, I don't know that police officer in Minneapolis. It didn't seem like murder to me. You're talking about a guy with a bad heart who put an awful lot of drugs into his system. They were very insensitive. They didn't need to have the neck uh, knee on his neck. They should have handled it better. Should have been more sensitive and more. It didn't have to evolve into that. But good luck if they don't get the second degree murder. Because they, they are absolutely going to. Uh, every major city will be destroyed. And Biden is in no, no condition or position to do anything. All they want to talk about is the Capitol. Yeah, good job by the FBI. Rounding up 300 people that were walking around with flags and hats and taking selfies inside the Capitol. Hey, folks, I want to remind you about Lawn Doctor. This season, why not have your best lawn ever guaranteed? Lawn Doctor, 401-392-1025. 401-392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. You know, I started working with them. It's your best lawn ever guaranteed, but call them right now for the, the uh, you get the blend of high calcium lime, you get the crab gas control, you get time release fertilizer, broadleaf weed control. Listen, take pride in your property and you want your best lawn ever guaranteed. Contact Rhode Island Lawn Doctor today, 401-392-1025 or online lawndoctor.com. They also do outdoor Pest control. 
Now, folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, we're going to talk to David from Brood Awakenings coming up. But I want to remind you on this sunny Monday, stop in and see my friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron, I'll tell you, they are open for the season. It looks fantastic. Pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers and bowls, tulips, hyacinthias, daffodils, the hydrangeas pop. Blue, white, pink. Rhode Island's number one garden center. They also carry landscape materials, screen loom, black, brown, hemlock, crushed stone, and mulch. Look for them on Facebook. I share their Facebook page because they're um, just the colors of what blow me away. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Where are they located? Worth the ride. They're open every day. Shop local. I do. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. Stop in and see them. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. You know, it is, um, it is being led by the president. You know, and of course, Biden and, uh, and, and Obama weighs in Major League Baseball. No, Major League Baseball made a huge mistake. Tonight, I will watch the national championship game for college basketball. I loved it. I watched the Final Four on Saturday. Um, I like the college game. The pro game, not such a fan. I, I, over the past several years, I, I just watch football. I like college football. I love pro football. You know, they work with the game. They tweak the game. I know there's some people, I don't watch it anymore. I don't think they were fans anyway. I've always watched football. I've always been a football fan. Whether it was the Dallas Cowboys or the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then obviously, uh, you know, since Bill Parcells came in. And no, I used to, I, I liked uh, Steve Grogan of the Patriots. I think some of the people that are saying, oh, I don't watch football anymore because I don't think they were fans anyway. I, they, they're just some people, who knows? People are into different things. But I am not watching baseball anymore. That's ridiculous because of Georgia voting laws. What? It, we, it, it, here in this state, we cannot have things become permanent of the way they've been. I repeat. They're about, they're going to try. That Nellie Gobia, folks, she should be in an orange jumpsuit. I mean, it is disgraceful. Our our voting situation is a disgrace. And these idiots, show me massive fraud. Why? I say to people, why does it have to be massive fraud? Why can't it just be a few ballots? Show you massive fraud. Well, they won't let us see any of the ballots. They won't let you see the voting roll. I'm not a magician. Not Doug Henning. I, we can't show anything. And the Republican Party initially tried, and then they didn't do anything. So Nellie Gobia, the fall election was the perfect election. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that in any way, shape, or form. Wrong. No. 520,000 people voted? I don't believe that. Anyone who registers to vote in Rhode Island is allowed, and they give the illegals free IDs. That's a fact. You want to talk facts? I'm talking facts. That's a fact. That's what goes on. Let's talk facts. A lot of people don't like to. But that's what goes on. No one is turned away from voting. No one is turned away from being registered to vote. How confident is Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia? In a perfect world, she'd be investigated and brought up on charges. How confident is she of her voting list? She's running for governor. She's saying to McKee, you know what? I still think I can beat you because I have the list. But anyhow, well, I want to highlight someone who is getting involved, trying to take action. And he is um, putting together legislation. And I credit Rhode Island back to work incentive. And he is a friend of mine. It is David Levake of um, Brood Awakenings. And I want to call him right now. And um, somebody's got to do something because I mentioned last week on Channel 10, they had this. There he is. Folks, joining us right now from Brood Awakenings is our friend David. Good afternoon, David. Hello. Hi there, David. So, David, you had a very busy weekend. And I, um, this is an emergency. And what I like is you're treating this as an emergency. And we have to deal in reality. Uh, the restaurant industry, the provisions set up right now 
are a recipe for disaster for this spring and summer for restaurants and tourism. That's correct. Tell us a little bit about the bill that I credit you in putting it together. Okay. Well, as you know, during this whole pandemic, restaurants were hit the hardest with all these restrictions and lockdowns. So we're now coming back and some of the restrictions are being lifted. Restaurants are trying to open up. You've got good weather coming in. But you still have people who are being paid unemployment and being subsidized by the federal government at the tune of an additional $300 to stay home and not come back to work. In addition to that, you have some people who just don't want to come back to work. In addition to that, you got some of these programs that used to bring workers in from outside of our country to assist in the restaurant market, whether it be Block Island or, or Newport or down in Narragansett, you know, Georgia, Galilee, they can't partake anymore. So the amount of people that we need in order to run our restaurants is not there and we're not getting them back. So what I came up with was a bill that incentivized people to get off of unemployment. And I wrote a short-term bill to be proposed as a short-term bill to run two consecutive quarters for 13 weeks where you take somebody off of unemployment, they go back to work for said employer, obviously minimum wage is the bare bone they be paid, higher for skill sets in certain positions and management and other. And the state of Rhode Island would then pay that worker an additional $300 to go back to work instead of paying them 276 to stay at home. And once again, that 276 is talking about a minimum wage employee so we can use one number at a time. And the way I broke it up was that if you go back to work over at George's of Galilee, and he hires you, the state of Rhode Island, for the first 13 weeks will cut you a check for 150 If you complete at least 13 weeks, then you're going to get another check for another $1,950, which is equal to an additional $150. That's the competition I had to put together in order to compete against the federal government so we could incentivize people to go work. So you stay at home. As a minimum wage person, you're making 576 If you were valued at full-time when you went on unemployment, you go back to work, you're going to make 610 immediately, and then you're going to be backed up for that additional 150 from the state, brings you to 760 for 13 weeks. So it ends up being a job creation bill to the restaurants that desperately need people right now as we're going into this summer and tourist season coming in. It also gets people off of the unemployment roll, so that allows the restaurants to be successful, grow, thrive, and succeed, and it saves money. Even during the first 13 weeks or the second 13-week program, it would be a money-generating positive revenue for the state of Rhode Island, and once you take these people off of unemployment, just some 5,800 workers, if you considered each restaurant just to take two workers back, you would end up seeing about a million six a week off of unemployment being paid out. And you got places like, you know, uh, Dino Passaretta that owns Vonder and Lacondra and now is, you know, um, new restaurant down in Narragansett, uh, Seacraft that he's building. He's putting money into a restaurant. He can't get employees to come in because nobody wants to work. So you got restaurant owners trying to succeed, but they can't if they don't have the employees. So it's truly a job creator. I call this a win on three ways. It's a win because we get people off unemployment and we give them the ability to take a job, make some better than normal money so they can position themselves within that particular company, hone their skill set, find their position. It allows the business owner to survive, stay open so they can continue to keep even their existing workers and grow their business. And we help the state of Rhode Island be more financially successful by taking people off unemployment, getting them into a tax-paying position because we pay tax on that both on the employee, employer side, and you're going to have sales tax from revenue being generated, which goes not only to the state, but into the individual towns and cities. David, can you touch on um, the, the safety element of this? Because I like what you're doing. I think it makes sense. I just wonder... If some people are using the whole, I don't feel it's safe to come back. Now, listen, there have been a lot of people on the front lines. Uh, there's, as you said, there's been, there's not, there's not been one outbreak traced to a restaurant. But what about some of these people that use the excuse of they just don't feel safe? Well, in, in this time, you're always going to get that. You're going to get some people that are just going to use it as an excuse because they can. 
Um, some of those people are never going to want to come off unemployment or haven't come off unemployment in a long time because it's what they choose. We can't worry about all of those. What we have to look at are the people that are willing to go back to work and the businesses that need employees to survive in order to keep the jobs for the people already working so we don't continue to go backwards. Now, if you're somebody who is with some sort of compromised immune system, you've got an illness or there's an issue, absolutely you probably shouldn't go back or you shouldn't work in some environment that might put you in a dangerous or compromised situation. Nobody wants that. But for the average person that has the ability to work and that is good and now you have a lot of people that have chosen to take this vaccine and have there's no reason why they can't go back to work especially in a restaurant environment where we do everything we're supposed to be doing with keeping things sanitized and clean and all those processes but if if you don't get people back to work you're gonna have restaurants you saw things the other day on channel 10 or 12 yes. whatever it was and they can't function at full capacity we had the honest conversation at my company with my general manager the other day saying, do we close one of our stores down because we don't have enough staff to maintain operations with the other stores? We don't want to do it. We could be forced to. If you drove a bus to my store today with 30 full-time people on it and they were all qualified to work and wanted to work, I'd hire every single one of them and maybe more. Yep. Cellos would hire probably twice that. Ballads on, up on Block Island, over on Block Island would hire probably 20 people. A coral restaurant would hire a, uh, a bunch. Dimitri, Cafe Nuovo, Capriccio's, Parkside. It doesn't matter which restaurant you talk to, you go to, we all need lots of help. And we're not talking one or two people. We're talking dozens of people at every store. But my bill, when I talked about it, I chose the restaurant market and said, okay, we got 2,900 hospitality restaurant drinking places the National Restaurant Association says in Rhode Island, if we all only took two people, we could take 5,800 people off unemployment on Monday of next week. We take 5,800 people, full-time people, off of unemployment next week, our unemployment rate drops drastically to at or where the national level is now, not at 7.38 where we stand now in Rhode Island. And we probably, as a restaurant group, we probably could take twice as many as that immediately. Yep. And these are not all just minimum wage jobs. These are chefs. These are managers. You know, I talked to one restaurant needs seven managers. That's a multi-chain operation. Needs seven managers right now. Hmm. These are higher paying jobs. I could hire a full-time maintenance guy over here. I could hire a full-time maintenance guy for my Warwick location. We need kitchen people. We need chef supervisors. You know, they're not all minimum wage jobs. Some are 14, 15, 16, 18, 19 or more, depending on position and skill set. And it's the same with every restaurant tour that I talk to right now. So what's happening is you got people in the restaurant business deciding which days do I stay open? Which hours do I keep? Wow. That's not, and we're going into the busiest season. Yes. Look at Newport. Yeah. Look at, look at Block Island. Let's go down to Galilee in that area. You know, like I mentioned with Vonda, open up his new Seacraft restaurant right next, right out in the wall. It's going to be a, a jamming season in Narragansett. What if he has no staff? Right. You know, I What's did, do now? I did hear over the weekend, David, of, um, I won't say who, but it, people would know it. It's kind of a Rhode Island icon. And, um, they're known for their comfort food and ice cream, especially. And they now, a couple locations, they have to close at 830 because they don't have the staff to stay open. So if you th- say, hey, you know, it's 839 o'clock, let's go get some ice cream. They just don't have the staff to stay open. Something needs to be done. Now, and again, folks, we're speaking with David from Brood Awakenings, David Levick. And David, take us through, though, because it sounds like uh, at least the administration and the speaker are being receptive to your plan. Yeah, so here's what happened. I, I met with Speaker a few weeks ago, Speaker Joe Shikachi, and I presented my idea. Basically, he said, Dave, put, the, put together a bill that makes sense. I'll do my best to get it heard out uh, up at the State House. So I came back on Friday morning of last week. Yep. On the way in, I handed, uh, I called him up and I said, listen, I'm emailing you the bill. It's done. He said, not a problem. I will make sure it gets heard this month. That was step one. 
by the time I arrived at my Johnson store in uh, Old Johnson, the original store, my office manager handed me a copy of the bill. I gave it to Senator Frank Lombardi, who was at the store at that particular time. He read it, liked it, stood up and said, who's sponsoring this? I said, I'm not sure. He said he wanted to. He's now the sponsor of the bill on the Senate side. Great. I then bumped into Mayor Funk in my Johnson store. We talked a little bit. He mentioned sending it over to his wife. I sent it over to his wife. Uh, by time 11 o'clock came, I was told that Barbara Ann Fenton Fung is now the sponsor on the House side. I received an email back from Senator Franklin Body, who said the majority leader said, all right, we're going to move forward with this. Let's send this bill out to get it, you know, written and mirrored in both, I guess, both chambers is the way it happens. I then received a message from the governor's office to send over a copy. Great. I sent over a copy to the governor's office. This weekend, I also met uh, at my Warwick location by chance because I bumped into him, Stefan Pryor. I proposed it and showed Stefan Pryor. He seemed to be very impressed with it. Asked me if I had DLT involved, uh, Matt Weldon. I did not. I asked him to foster a, a meeting between DLT, uh, Matt Weldon, myself, and him. And already by today, before... 12 o'clock, that has taken place. So it's moving forward. I got a whole bunch of support for it. I got hundreds of restaurants that are support for it, at least 100 and, and five at this point that people I talk to, so I haven't. Um, so, but it's, it's a job-creating bill, number one. And it's a win, win, win three times. And I say that because I get somebody off unemployment. I give them the opportunity to make a little bit more revenue with the bill up front for 13 weeks, find their position or their, you know, their skill set within an organization so they can move out. It gets us into or through the middle of the summer if you use both things because it's two 13-week programs that I put together. It helps restaurants survive and stay open, create jobs and, and prosper like you see with Dino Passaretta and his Seacraft down in, in Narragansett with his new operation that's opening up. If he doesn't have the people, he won't be opening up, and he's putting a million dollars into that location. Uh. And and on top of that, it's a win for the state of Rhode Island because we take people off of unemployment, and we start to pay taxes on those people, unemployment uh, uh, employee tax, matching tax from the employer. The state of Rhode Island gets sales tax for more sales going in. The individual towns get that 1% sales tax. So it's truly a win-win all the way through. On top of that, during the 13 weeks, if we took 5,800 workers with just the restaurant people, hospitality, and this applies to all businesses, not just restaurants. Anybody could partake in this. I only use restaurants because that's the industry I'm in, and that's how I explain the bill. But if we take those 5,800 people during those 13 weeks, yes, the state will be paying the 300, but we're going to be paying back say, uh, uh, labor and payroll taxes on that. The employee will be paying tax on the on the monies they earned. It ends up generating on a fifty eight hundred number of people going back to work seven hundred and eighty eight thousand dollars over the thirteen weeks. Now, that's positive. And when you look at past on week fourteen, if we keep those people working, you save a million six off of unemployment weekly. Wow. David, weekly. talk talk about the Not bonus monthly. again of what someone could get. So just to use a minimum wage number, and I'm not saying that every job we're hiring or anybody's hiring is only minimum wage, right. but just to use that for this point, John DiPietro comes off of unemployment to go yep. work back at Cellos. Okay. He makes $460 for his 40 hours of employment. Okay. The state of Rhode Island each week cuts him a check for 150 John now has netted $610 for the week's worth of work instead of 576 to stay home, which is... The 60% of your pay on, on unemployment with the state and the $300 that the Fed puts in for you to stay home. Yep. So you make a little bit more money. You're making some, you know, $34 more by going back to work each week. But if John DePietro works and commits for the 13 weeks, doesn't get fired or doesn't quit, and follows all the other guidelines on the DLT that would, would be if he did, he would get a check from the state of Rhode Island for another nineteen fifty, equivalent to one hundred and fifty dollars a week. So if John stays home versus John going back to work over thirteen weeks, John DePietro will make twenty three hundred dollars more going back to work under my bill than staying home. Oh. Hey, I don't know about you guys. I'm pretty good in math. It was the only class right. I ever went to in high school, and twenty three hundred is a lot higher than the fourteen hundred dollars stimulus check they just got. Yep. And it gives you the ability to go back 
to work. I'm going to tell you one quick scenario. And this was on Terry's show last week. There was a lady that called in. I believe she was older, 50s or 60s. She's been out of uh, work for quite some time, let's say a little over a year. She was collecting $180 on unemployment. The federal government was giving her three. That gave her $480. With the $480, she claimed she still could not meet her financial obligation and was struggling. Under this bill, she makes seven sixty for the next 13 weeks. Wow. To me, that's a job creator. Yes. To me, that helps that lady get off of a system that's holding her down and get out into the workforce to find the right job, the right skill set, so she can move forward. Now, may she have to take a job as a phone answerer, receptionist, or, uh, you know, maybe answering or working at a cash register at a brood awakenings or, or a waitress? Absolutely. She might not have the perfect job right now. Right. But at least it gives her the ability to get off of unemployment, make a little extra money, and move forward. Now, David, so it's a job created. Let me ask you this. And again, folks, this is with David from Brood Awakenings. He has legislation to try to help the Rhode Island. It's really restaurant tourism industry. But, David, let's go back to, because um, I don't think people recognize this. But since they were in the news last week, let's just say you have someone at, at Finn's Harborside. And without your bill. So Finn's Harborside wants to hire someone to come in and work in the restaurant. What is the problem that they run into right now because of what the person's receiving from the state of Rhode Island and what now because of Biden that they're going to be able to receive throughout the course of the summer? Like what's what's that situation prior to your bill coming in? The problem that Finn and all the other restaurants, including myself, face is that you cannot just come in and pay anybody to do any job an enormous amount of money. You can't come and have a, a busboy entry-level job and pay that guy 20 or $25 an hour. Right. Restaurants don't make that kind of money. Right. So what you're trying to do is compete against what were some entry-level positions against a, a made-up number that the Biden administration put through, which will go all the way through to September, I believe, yep. of an additional 300. So here's the problem. Hold on, 300 so a like, week or 300 a month? No, the federal government pays 300 a week, week on top of whatever you collect on unemployment. Okay, so right now, so if you're, let's just say you if know, Biden wasn't there, how much, just sheer ballpark, just so people can understand it, how much would someone be sitting at home receiving Rhode Island unemployment? How much would they be receiving? Well, I believe the number is 60% of his salary up to, you know, just under 600 cap is the way I b- believe and read it. So if okay. you were a minimum wage employee making 1150, yep. you could collect $276. Okay, so 276 instead of making 460. And then they say, "All right, I need to get a job to earn more than 276." Now enter Biden and the federal government says, "We'll throw 300 on top of that." So now they're getting 576 a week. Correct. Correct. Now, if the person says, I can sit home, take the summer off, and make 576 a week, that's that's tough to get them to say, no, it would be better for you to go work. Therefore, you have restaurants and other industries. They just can't get anyone to work. So that's why this is an emergency. So, David, today is Monday. Where do things stand in real time between Stefan Pryor's head of commerce, Governor McKee, and Speaker Sakachi? Well, with those guys, uh, the only way it stands with those is it's, it's in the governor's hands for him to be able to read. Uh, it's been sent over to Stefan Pryor, and he's lining up a meeting with myself and DLT within the next day or two. And Speecher Sakachi said he's already committed to making sure it gets on the floor and heard. The next process is it's being written as a bill, I guess, they would. I don't know what their formal, you know, protocol is, but it's being written as a bill to be put on the floor and heard and be given a bill number. So I got the two sponsors, which is Senator Franklin Body and Representative Barbara Ann Fenton uh, Fung. Um, so that's where it stands right now. But all that took place just within the first half of Friday. And now it's just people starting to talk about it and saying, how do we get this thing going? But it's so urgent that we get people back to work or, listen, Fins wasn't making it up when he did his interview on TV the other day. He does not have enough people to staff right. to keep his restaurant at full capacity. Yeah, That's the problem. So what are we going to lose there? We're going to lose sales tax revenue. Yep. We're going to lose jobs because if you don't have people working, you don't have jobs. So the state's not going to collect the, the, the tax on the, 
the, the wage that they would be collecting. And then you're going to have restaurants that can't afford to pay their bills. They're going to go backwards. Vendors aren't going to sell as much product. They're not going to do as well. But it keeps spiraling out, spiraling out of control. So let's take employment out of the federal government. Let's put it back to the business owner that is the job creator. This is a way for us to support and help people on unemployment get back into the workforce. Are we going to also need DLT to do a little work on the backside and force them? You betcha. Right now, you don't have to go and really claim you're looking for a job. They relax the standards. That can't continue anymore. Right. Now, is that going to piss some people off that wanted to stay home and play in their, their pool and with their cat all day long? Absolutely. Mm. There's no doubt. But you can't continue to no. do that. There are real jobs out there. There are real career positions out there. And the only way we're going to save these restaurants and eating and drinking establishments is by having staff. And once again, this does not only apply to restaurants. The way I wrote the bill applies to all businesses throughout Rhode Island. Right. Anybody coming off unemployment and getting back to work, there's going to be an incentive. Yep. And, and the thing is, now listen. Go ahead. Go on. If we don't put this through, yeah. here's the downside. You might have some people that don't support it because they just, they don't want it. Who knows why? To me, I, I don't get that. It's a win all the way around. But let's just say it doesn't go through. And I choose to close down my original store in Johnston. Yep. How many people are not going to be working anymore? That's right. How many? How much more products am I not going to be buying yes. from my vendors? Yes. It's a real life situation. It is. I have four locations running right now. My Providence store, which I want to reopen, I do not have one employee ready to work. Wow. I could hire 15 people tomorrow for that store. Wow. My other four locations, I cannot keep open beyond 6 o'clock because I don't have enough staff. Mm. Two of them close before 4 o'clock. And David, you know, just it's a real if, problem. if we want to be Rhode Island tourism, I mean, I, if people come and visit in the summertime and either, you know, places are either closed pretty early at night and or... You know, let's face it, if you're on vacation, you still don't want to have to wait two hours to get a table or, I mean, it just, people say, forget it. Like Rhode Island, it's nice, it's beautiful, but it wasn't very, it's like sometimes if you go to certain islands where they just don't have good workers or customer service. I mean, you don't want that type of situation. So, Listen, listen, I'm a small guy in in the pool, right? But look, you got Dunkin' Donuts in Narragansett the other day. Closed. No staff. Closed. Wow. I just heard a story. I just heard a story on the, the previous radio show with Tara that there was a Starbucks closed after three o'clock. Not enough staff. You got things talking about it. Every, you got me talking about it. You got other major restaurants in the in the area. You don't have enough people. Not right. there's exceptions. There are some places that have people they, that didn't leave, but the majority of it is. You don't have, we don't have enough people. Some people don't want to come out because they're scared. Right. Some people can't come out because they are compromised. Yeah. You can't get workers from outside anymore because some of those programs that used to bring people in for the, for the Newport or the Galilee or the Block Island tourist area, they don't exist. So now those restaurants are pulling from the same pool that I and the cellos and all these other restaurants pull from. So there's a smaller force. And then you got those that are just being able to be paid home to sit at home. When exactly. the federal government subsidize you to sit home for when you take in a, Minimum wage salary, somebody staying at home on unemployment, plus the three hundred that the Fed is comp- is is adding in. You're paying someone fourteen forty to stay home. Huh. Minimum. Wow. Minimum to stay home. David, so uh, you I'll the minimum wage. I'll just say this: Governor McKee needs to move on this this week. He does. He needs to move on it because everybody does. Yeah. I would encourage everybody listening, call your representatives, call your senators. You've got to do it. It's got to happen. Get involved. It's a win-win bill. It's not just good for the the unemployed person or the state. It's good for the business owner to create jobs. It's good for the guy that's unemployment to get out and literally have an opportunity to get into a job, make a little bit more money than he normally did, and hopefully he can feed himself into a new position and not only in the short term, but in the in the very near future, it helps the state of Rhode Island to the tune of millions a week if we really put people back to work. Oh, my God, isn't that what it's all about? Well, I like to think that, folks. He's David from Brutal Wake. David, great job. Uh, we let, let's. I'm, you, you and I are going to talk this week because we we need action. Call me. This. Call me anytime. Doesn't okay. matter. Anytime you call me, and okay. uh, and you have myself. Thank you, David. Folks, there it is. You know, someone, um, I know some people listening. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It's 1255. Um, You know, I I am hearing this and you're hearing it more and more. And it's a problem. And it really comes. See, 
the Biden administration, their plan is pretty simple. Just tell people you don't have to do anything. Uh, pot's going to be legal. The government will pay, pay you to stay home. And, you know, look at the disaster that we're dealing with between the distance learning that is really not working and not learning to the race war he's leading us into to now he's trying to basically say to people, I'll just the government will pay you to stay home. There's no reason why these people should be at home this summer. Uh, This should be their summer return to work. But people will use COVID as an excuse. Oh, I'm afraid I'm going to get COVID. Well, they can get the vaccine. Oh, I don't want to get the vaccine. I want to have July and August off, right? I want to see Dr. Summer off. That's a problem. Think of this. You're on vacation. You want to go out and there's no place open to go because they can't get the staff to work there. Hey, folks, I want to remind you about our friends at JKL Engineering. Now, the, we're going from spring into summer, and they're saying already it's going to be a very hot summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. With J.K.L. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, uh, Central Air is a game changer for your home. Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401 401- Three five one seventy six hundred. Estimates are free. Financing is available. They have the highest rebates in the market. Call JKL. They're all specially known for their technical expertise. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. JKL Engineering. Wherever you can hear my voice right now, 1257 on this Monday, whether you're in Bellingham or Lincoln or Smithfield, or North Smithfield, call JKL. Make sure your heating and cooling system is working as efficiently as possible. Call them, 401-351-7600. I, I, think, uh, I think the Biden, the, the president, I think he's operating very dangerously. I think what President Biden, folks, as we all know, and especially if you're an employer, They are moving the country into, you know, it's the Green New Deal, which is those who choose not to work. Those who choose not to work. Now, this is interesting. I'm seeing the state hospital agency director resigns. State hospital agency director resigns. Hospital down to two full-time doctors for 74 patients. Catherine Power, director of the embattled Department of Behavioral Health Care has resigned effective April 9th. Controversy over the state's alleged stealth dismantling of Zambrano Hospital. 60 million Medicaid billing dispute and flaps with lawmakers. Wow, I don't blame her. The hell with this. You know, that is a joke. And I know that many people in Northern Rhode Island know you got to keep it open, know you got to keep that, but the it's just that uh, in Burville has two full-time doctors for 74 patients been laying people off. I, I don't know enough about what happened there. I do know that at Elena Slater in Cranston, it currently costs 550000 per patient. Two patients is $1.1 million. I don't I don't know this woman at all, but I can imagine someone's like, I, I uncle, I didn't quit. I surrendered. I don't need it. Now, listen, folks, next hour, Blake Filippi, He is the House Minority Leader. He's going to join me, the media going after him, saying, where are all the Republican lawmakers? Why aren't they getting the vaccine? We're going to talk to Blake to start off next hour, plus the latest on the Floyd Floyd, uh, Chauvin trial and Major League Baseball. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. The Power Hour is next. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break. Let's get an update. The 1 o'clock news. Another hour to go. Leave it right here on the John DiPietro Show.